Hey, it's Bill Simmons, and the Ringer NFL Show has you covered for all your pro football needs. Sunday night, get Michael Lombardi and Tate Frazier's rapid reactions on GM Street. On Tuesdays, the Ringer NFL Show with Robert Mays, Kevin Clark, and regular guest Danny Kelly break down all the biggest angles on Wednesday. GM Street again on Thursdays. Clark, Mays, and Danny are back at it again. And on Friday, GM Street's Friday Focus gives you all the insight you need for gambling and everything else. Don't forget about my podcast, too, on Mondays. The BS Podcast, Cousin Sal and I playing Guest Alliance. More importantly, The Ringer NFL Show. Subscribe right now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Bachelor Party B-Side for week five. I'm Juliette Littman, and today I am joined by my binge mode compatriot, my comrade, (laughs) Miss Mallory Rubin. Juliette, as always, I'd just like to start by saying that it's (laughs) a sincere honor and dare I say a privilege to be here with you today. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing it. Of course. You're a star now. Stop it. You are. Stop. Well, we have many stars (laughs) to discuss. This is what I want to do today. Okay. First of all, I just want to address one thing. Yeah. I didn't realize that the licking of the bowling ball was a reference to The Big Lebowski. It is. And I happen to like, like that movie very much, of course. I'm normal. But I, I didn't know. I still think whether or not you or anybody else who was watching caught onto the reference, the fact that he was holding an eight-pound ball is worth further examination. Because that's too heavy. Too light. Too light. <laughs> How, I, what eight pound ball now there is another cut of the shot where he's holding a 10 pound ball so the eight may have been just for licking i guess but that's what that's the one they're going to zoom in on and you're going to be able to see the weight and you're going to be embarrassed and assholes like me are going to be mocking you ari's either incredibly dumb or so confident that those kind of things just don't phase him i'm not sure attention to detail is his strong suit <laughs> definitely not it's definitely not probably just looked at that shiny ball and was like this Yum. is Amazing. It's really fun. Amazing. Sexy. He's, it's tough. He's just, he's tough to watch, but that's okay because it's a great season and it's because of the ladies on this season. I actually, do you think it's a great season? You know, I am not as invested in this season as I have been in any of the like handful of prior, not only bachelor seasons, but bachelorette or bachelor in paradise Mm. seasons. I just don't find that it is like gripping me quite the same way. I mean, it's always entertaining. I enjoy sharing this passion with my colleagues, (laughs) but I think because Ari is somewhere between like most charitable assessment is not super compelling to me. And like least charitable assessment is like downright repellent (laughs) to me. Uh, it's just hard to invest in it. it. By extension, it becomes harder to invest in the women because if you're like, you're, when I was watching Nick's season, yeah, I was like, you know what would be great? If I could marry Nick that's or because, at least go to the fantasy you suite found him very sexy. So handsome. Yeah. I stand by that. He's so handsome. So like, Many women agree with you. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They do. And so when you care about the man that way, certainly like your feelings about Ben, yes. you're going to just invest emotionally, mentally, spiritually. Mm-hmm. In the people who are pursuing it. But that hasn't happened for me this okay, year. Okay, fair oh, enough. He's fine. He's fine. I'm I'm dying and dying to meet him. I'm I'm gonna make him my goal. I, I just, enjoyed you and Rachel chatting and hearing her say to you, like, he's like pretty 
cool. Yeah. I really want to meet him. <laughs> and just, has more words in his vocabulary than fun and amazing. I've said this, I think, on every pod. I really want to meet him because I just, I know there's got to be something there. Got to experience the baby blues for myself. But I like this season and it's because I like the women. Yeah. However, I was thinking about it. I was doing like a, an accounting and I was like, who's even left on this show? And what do we know about them? Because we have spent so much time as viewers and me as a podcaster on Crystal, who... Oh, I think that we actually self-doubt for a second. I think we mentioned on a pod that she sounded like a phone sex operator. <laughs> and then Becca <laughs> tweeted the same thing. Yeah. Um, so, Crystal, we're not going to discuss her. Although, we'll do a lightning round of your thoughts about, about her anyway. Can't wait. Okay. <laughs> so, we've only talked about Crystal, Becca, baby Becca. Uh-huh. And then there's a bit of healthy amount of Tia and a fair amount of CN. Like, those four. Right. And then Chelsea, of course, as well. Sure. Yeah. So those five we've discussed quite a bit, but everyone else is just like basically randos. Like if I saw them on the street, I might not turn my head. So I thought we could use this B-side to get to know them a little bit better. Great. Okay. I know nothing about any of these women, so I'm really looking forward to finding out. So, I like you. I'm emotionally invested in Tia and uh, Becca. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But other than that, I'm ready to okay, learn. Great. Yeah. So I, I try to avoid spoilers as much as I can. Right. So some of this information might have been known to people who go deep on Reality Steve beforehand. So apologies. Um, did my best to find my own info. Still not reading Reality Steve, but uh, let's do it because, you know, we got to keep it moving. Okay. Number one, we're going alphabetical. Becca. Adult Becca. <laughs> so <laughs> not mean. child bride not Becca. Child, not child bride Becca. Please give us a one sentence assessment. My personal assessment yeah. of regular Becca. Regular Becca. I like her a lot. I think she is beautiful. Uh-huh. She seems like one of the most normal people on the season. Yes, like definitely. you would just like meet her in life and be like, this is a cool person who I would want to hang out with. I feel her creeping into I'm gonna start getting needy because mm-hmm. I haven't gotten my time mode. And I also just thought that her one-on-one date was like, you know that you know me well, Juliet. Yes. And you know that I don't like like dresses or jewelry or really any sort of like you're not into pampering <laughs> yeah so that whole date that was like that was my version of the bad place basically sure. try on all these dresses model them for a man you don't no, know don't know <laughs> and then act like you're really happy about keeping them even though it looks like you're a burrito wrapped in tin foil at the end of the night i was concerned about how she'll be transporting all the clothes for the rest of the time on the great bachelor note. great note. like presumably she filled all of her luggage to the brim to come on the show. So how did she have room for all that new stuff? Did they mail it to her home? Did they, Great question. Do they give her an extra bag? Like, it's not her fault that she got free clothes. Really good question. I worry a bit. I like her a lot, but I worry a bit that she might be like the season's Peter. Sure. You know, got time early. We all were kind of smitten. Is gonna hang around for a while, but isn't really gonna be the one right. at the end. She's also very good light, bad light to me. Like, sometimes I think she looks really pretty. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm just like, eh, less, not, not what I thought. But she's like, all of these women are far <laughs> above average so for me to criticize yeah. their looks is so petty and really nitpicking but I think she's beautiful I also really like her like little hand tat a okay. couple hand tats this season yeah. that I'm into I liked her braids on the hiking date mm. I thought she had the most like um, event appropriate outfit on that date yeah she was. She looked good in her leggings and hiking she boots. makes sense in any context she does she does She does. I, I, I like her as well um I did a lot of LinkedIn research. This is kind of like a career check-in. So okay. Becca works at Skyyacht Communications in Minneapolis, which is, uh, it seems pretty legit. They are like a PR and like marketing firm, I think for tech companies. And as a result, the random fact I'd like to share with you about Becca. Yeah. I believe she attended CES this year. Oh my goodness. Vegas. 
Was she there for the blackout? I don't know. Did she look at any of the robot strippers? I don't know, but I cross-checked her Instagram with her company's Instagram. There was clearly a company uh, trip there for some of their clients, and she posted a photo of herself in Vegas on the 10th, and that's when CES is happening. So I don't don't know if we've ever had a Bachelor contestant who's attended the Consumer Electronics (laughs) Electronics Show. That felt like a pretty big deal See, to me. She's worldly. She is. She's hip and with it. And she's got a legit job, which I which I am always into. a big deal. Okay. Always a big deal. Next, Baka. Wow, we... I can't believe you skipped this note that you wrote down about oh, her liking dogs. I forgot. Just like you. One to more. Skip a note about an animal, <laughs> Juliet. In a recent Instagram within the last three months, she mentioned David after dentist, which I thought was really funny and like random. Great classic video. One thing, like we celebrate classic TV shows and classic movies. We don't celebrate classic viral videos, except in my heart. And I I love David after dentist. It's a great one. It was a, it's a leader in the space, and I guess she did too. Um, and she's very into dogs per her Instagram. I love an animal. How does she feel about cats? Do we know? No clue. Mm, okay. I'm sorry, but she she seems pet friendly. I'm sure she could like Good. Halo. Moving on. <laughs> Baka, you yes. get 15 seconds to share your thoughts on Baka. I love her. She's great. I honestly am totally baffled and confounded by the amount of time devoted to her age when another contestant on this show was 23 and she's 22. It's that ridiculous. is just insane to me. Also, you know that, you know, in my own personal life, I am often uh, lusting after elderly <laughs> Men, often British men. And I've always just taken the stance age is but a number, you know? Who who can put a who can put a account? How do you of feel love? How do you feel about her sexual energy? I can't believe you didn't bring it up on your own. I I I just am not worried. I'm a little concerned that I can't say anything for a family friendly podcast. She's I, like uh Have you seen that recent video of the spider robot? Yes. <laughs> and the way it kind of like really gracefully and delicately can just like move up and down stairs and like every limb moves <laughs> in a new and exciting and interesting way. I mean it as a sincere compliment when I say that Baka reminds me of that. I knew it. I just <laughs> knew she would you would respond to her. So yeah. I'm not Glad super into the it. I love wearing my furs mm, thing. Sure. Even if they're faux furs, that's like not really my vibe or my style. But she's great. I love the short hair. I love her energy. She seems to have like a, a confidence and a courage of her convictions that is very rare and very refreshing. Boy, does she ever. Next alphabetically is Chelsea. We're going to decline to discuss her because she sucks. Not into Chelsea. No. Another cool hand tat, though. She has that squiggle. Yeah. she's She's got to go, and I'm sure it'll come soon. Next, Jacqueline. Okay. Jacqueline, I had high hopes for based on, like, her first one or two episodes, and she was, like, really getting in, into it with Ari. What was your take on her? What is your take on her? So Jacqueline sort of feels like Adam and Matt from Rachel's season mm. to me. Like, I every time she comes on the screen, I'm like, who is this person? We have not gotten to know anything about her. She catches your eye. You get a little soundbite, a glimpse. Suddenly you'll hear her, like in the most recent episode, talk about how strong she thinks their chemistry is. And I'm like, what? We haven't seen your chemistry at all because we haven't seen you and Ari interact at all. This this last episode was one of the first times we'd gotten any meaningful interaction between them, and it was still really, really brief. Often on the group days, she's one of the people who you don't even get to see have one-on-one time with him. but like Adam and Matt, she seems like she's just going to kind of stick around and suddenly she'll be in the final six. And yeah. you'll be like, who is this person? How is somebody who's this far into the run of the season? Someone who we have not learned a single thing about. She seems really bright, well-educated, career-oriented. 
I would love a little less volume in the hair. Yeah. Just not my personal it's very, style. Very, it's very 60s kind. Of, it's very Charlie's Angel sort of. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought up her, um, that she seems bright and well-educated yeah. because is she ever? So she her listed job is research coordinator. Okay. And what this actually means is she works in a psych club at Mount Sinai Hospital in New York. Like one of the best hospitals in the country. Wow. And she plans to get her PhD in psychiatry. She's had a lot of these jobs. Like she's like really deep in the psych space. And if you recall, she was trying to, she said to Ari. Psychoanalyzing yeah. Ari. Yes. Yeah. So I was very impressed by it. And in her like, in her online bio, it asked like who are the three people she would have to dinner. One of them is David Foster Wallace. Incredible. Do you think that she's a tennis fan? I think that she might just love literature. Do you think that she, like every other person on planet Earth, has a copy of Infinite Jest proudly displayed on her bookcase but has never actually cracked it? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) However, if you're going on The Bachelor, there's very little upside in mentioning David Foster Wallace. If anything, I would think it would scare away The Bachelor. They'd be like, what? What do you think Ari's take, take on David Foster Wallace is? <laughs> She'd be like, I'd love to eat some lobster. I was just going to say, if she's like, can I can I hear your thoughts on Consider the Lobster? Is he like, well, I'm more of a crab cake guy? Yeah. Probably. Probably. <laughs> he, I think that he probably has not heard of um, many of like the important signifiers in her life. And that is why we've not gotten to see her more in the show. Great point. <laughs> Moving on. Jenna, mm. one of the many blondes who yes. you see on your screen and you have no idea who she is. What is your take on Jenna, Mallory? Okay, I don't want to be mean. Okay. And I think especially That's the because... the way all great, great commentary <laughs> begins. <laughs> especially because I think there has been this interesting narrative and, like, kind of shared discussion emerging this week about whether people are being too mean to Crystal and whether, sure. whether bullying is actually yes. a thing, which we can get to later or not. But cognizant of that, don't want to be cruel. Jenna scares me. <laughs> like, Jenna scares me. <laughs> Jenna is the most... I would say um, Becca, little Becca, is the most sensual. I would say Jenna is the most aggressively sexual. We've seen her straddle Ari, like, a lot. And then she did, like, the twerking in the bowling alley. And it's a kind of aggression that I'm just sort of like, girl, it's actually not appropriate. That would be, like, an HR violation all the time. So a couple weeks ago, one of the times that she was straddling him out on the couch. Yeah, she had wearing a white gown. Yeah, she had that weird moment where basically it appeared that her— operating system had rebooted she just kind of was like uh, 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 and like froze in the middle of repositioning herself sort of like couldn't formulate a sentence and it was terrifying to me I was like did she just I think you raised this possibility that maybe she had just realized she was on TV and was like (laughs) oh my god I'm basically trying to like dry hump this guy or my parents are gonna see it but it was also like, oh, is she like so hammered that she just lost control of a bodily function? Right. Like what just happened? It was so jarring and so unpleasant to watch. And then there was no discussion of it or acknowledgement of it on the show, which I found confounding. I also just think there's something about her her makeup. Mm. I, as you know, prefer the natural. I do as well. These things under my eyes are not slices of plums. It's just the way my skin looks after not sleeping all week. Look. And Jenna's going pretty far in the opposite extreme. She's really packing on the foundation. And it's, you know, that's fine. People are free to choose how they want to look. I support that. But it does, her, her really, like, overly done makeup does kind of exacerbate this, like, I have a, ghost-like apparition kind of quality when I suddenly appear on your screen and you've forgotten who I am and you don't know anything about me, but, like, I'm going to straddle this dude and then 
just like literally crap out. Yeah. Very weird. Yeah. She's she is like going to show up in paradise for sure. But she won't even be good in paradise. I think of every woman on the show, I am the least interested in Jenna. We don't know anything interesting about her. Yeah. And then her job as social media manager. Right. She works at an Orange Theory in Raleigh, North Carolina, where she is, in fact, the marketing manager. Yeah. So, none of this does anything for me. I'm far more interested in Jacqueline, but that's cool. I fart Orange Theory is a great workout. So <laughs> I don't believe in exercise, as you know. <laughs> I do know that. Moving on, Kendall, a real crowd favorite. Love Kendall. Yes, she's great. If I can borrow an Ariism, ooh, quirky. <laughs> Except he doesn't pronounce it right. It's quirky. He says quirky. We work in words and also audio. But like, you know, words spoken and written are our vocation. It's very easy, I'm sure you'll agree, to identify people for whom that is not the case. And (laughs) Ari is one of them. I love that about you. I just love that about you. I love um, that about you. Kendall is certainly my favorite Who for whom I hope she leaves re- reality TV. Like, a lot of them I really like, and I'm like, yes, let's invent oh, a new format for you. But yeah. Kendall, I'm like, just go live life. You're, you seem cool. Her job was listed as the creative director. She's not that, but she has her. She has an IMDb page because she's a set director. Incredible. As discussed previously, she worked on the Keeping Up with the Kardashians 10-year anniversary special. She also worked on Not Safe with Nikki Glaser. And then she's got some other real quirky ones. She worked on... Juliet? <laughs> yes? It's quirky. Quirky. <laughs> she worked on Sex Sent Me to the ER, 14 episodes. Oh, my dresser. God. Don't even know what that means because that's like a reality show. Oh she also God. worked. <laughs> she also appeared on an episode of Trauma Life in the ER. And she, wait, when you say she appeared on it, what do you mean? Um, was she, she was a patient. Is this a taxidermy-related accident? I don't know, but um, I think she was actually, uh, she had a stomachache that wouldn't go away, I believe. Is it because the cannibalism thing that she brought up on the most recent episode <laughs> was in fact a very real projection from a prior experience and she was seeking acceptance more than anything else for a past misdeed? <laughs> I don't know, but she's just got a lot of interesting stuff going on. And I, I don't know. I just appreciate it. If you actually, if you Google Kendall trauma life in the ER, you see a picture of her like that I think is from the episode. Let's see. Anyway, it's just really, it's good stuff. I, I like her a lot yeah. and I think she'll have a normal life after this. So good, I, good luck to her. I think she's great. And not only is she interesting and weird and quirky, she is really in command of what she wants to say. Right. Like, she just took Crystal Crystal to task this past week. I absolutely loved that. She was just flat out like, here's why you're being an idiot. Yeah, she's she's eloquent. Yeah. She's extremely well-spoken, and she has, like, a a, a feel for social norms and social propriety that I I think is, like, I don't want to stereotype here, but struck me as surprising for someone who collects taxidermy (laughs) and freely admits that she'd love to sample human meat if given the chance. I was not in on the human meat part. A willing cannibal. That's what she is. Uh, I like Kendall a lot. She's great. I don't think this is the format for her, but I feel... Ari is definitely not the man for her. No, I feel that she, of of all of the people on the show, I have, like, the most hope for, like, what her life will be. Like, I just feel like it'll be a fun adventure. Incredible. I love it. <laughs> Next alphabetically is Crystal, but nope. Mallory, you can say literally one sentence. Go. Literally one sentence. Okay. Better be efficient here. If you told me I could remove one person from the earth without consequence, I would at least have to consider Crystal. That sums it up. I'm moving right along. <laughs> Lauren B., not Ben's Lauren, Lauren Burnham. Yes. So this is probably the most shocking 
person. And that's why we have her last. We'll just I just want to say we're not talking about Sienna or Tia because they're obviously amazing. Love them both. They're incredible. Highest possible approval rating. Absolutely. I would happily be in a long term relationship and find forever love with either of them. Yeah, I completely agree. They also, um, like many of these ladies, have impressive careers, as we know. Tia is a physical therapist. CN works for like a really legit private equity real estate company. Like they're doing great. I, I also have high, slightly less high hopes for them than I do for Kendall, but like they'll have lovely lives. They're t- beautiful. They're bright. There they're bubbly. They're personable. 100% chance that we will be seeing Tia far more in this bachelor nation I world. I, I really I'm positive so. of it. CN, I'm a little bit less sure because she's not deeply in it, but Tia, she just, she if, like uh, exudes Bachelor Nation. She she's like the next president of if, the country. If you have the Raven seal of approval, yeah. you have mine. <laughs> I know. And she looks like Jojo. <laughs> Tia, love you. Beautiful. So Lauren B. Okay. Well, let's. We gotta like the one who doesn't understand how Twenty One Questions works. Yes. Yes. Th- th- she's the one. Let's just try. Can we get an air horn sound? <laughs> Great. <laughs> Lauren B. Previously engaged. Oh my goodness. Yes. I would tell you about like her job or whatever, whatever. She sells like voiceover internet software. Cool, cool, cool. Good okay. stuff. She was engaged to an NHL player named Chris Kane, who I believe she knows from childhood because they're both from Virginia Beach. They got engaged sometime in 2016. Apparently, the, per Reddit, the engagement only lasted like five months, but the a vestige of their wedding registry on Crate and Barrel is still online. So oh. it was it was very real. What did they register for? Well, apparently they broke up after five months. So there's only like two items on that one. And they had like a, a page on the knot, but they did they did take that down. They bro- Can I clarify something? Yeah. They broke up after being engaged for five months or their yes. total relationship no. was five no. months long? They were, they dated and they then they got engaged. Okay. Engagement lasts five months and then they called it off. They called it off so that she could go on The Bachelor? Apparently it happened like seven months or like nine months before going on The Bachelor, but I, I, we can't be sure. It's still a little shady. I'm relying on Reddit information here, partially because I didn't want to go too deep into the reality Steve world because I didn't want to know. Right. I don't want to get spoiled too deeply. But yeah, Lauren Burnham and, and Chris Crane, they were supposed to get married on July 8th, 2017, but it didn't happen. July 8th, 2017. He's cute. Yes, he is cute. It's wild. She was engaged. I hope it comes up. And we now have to wonder, is she here for the right reasons? Or could Ari be just a rebound? If you're getting out of a serious near-marriage relationship with an a handsome professional athlete, is the move for the rebound failed race car driver? Um, it is another, Aging like- failed race car driver who can't stop <laughs> proclaiming his love for waking up with the sun and wearing a cardigan. <laughs> It's like he never saw the sun before. You know, it's another like second tier sport. So I guess that kind of makes sense. That's a that's a good point. Fringe athletics must be Lauren B's thing. Yeah. Proper game question game form is definitely not. So Exactly. I, I hope this has been useful. I just want I just want you to know as going forward, the blondes that you're still seeing, because there's so many, yeah. are Jenna, Kendall, Crystal, Chelsea, and Lauren B. We still got, we've got nine girls left, I believe, and five of them are blondes. Please get four, Crystal out of my life. Four non-blondes. Mallory, thank you so much for coming on this B-side. Juliet, it's a thrill to be here with you as always <laughs> and just would like the record to state that none of these women actually have blonde hair. Goodbye. <laughs> if you enjoyed this podcast, please listen to more Bachelor Party. We'll be back on Monday going over episode six and a B-side next Thursday until this season is over. Twice a week, every week, you, me, and Ari. Thanks for listening, and I'll be back soon. <laughs>